Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Capricorn season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 extended year ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead reading. These annual offerings are epic and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundation's course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of my offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all of my season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog, and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you would like to support this work, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a great review. Follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now onto your Capricorn season horoscope. Let's get going. We're going to start with Capricorn season. And Capricorn season started last year in 2023 uh, on the solstice, December 21st. So I am recording for you as of January 2nd. These horoscopes won't go out into the world until the new moon Uh, In Capricorn on January 11th, you are listening from the future. (laughs) Make the meaning that's meaningful for you. When you think back to the solstice of 2023, to the end of December, it feels to me that you might be thinking back on a period of time in which you were really in a place of curiosity and wondering and process with this big theme that I talked about in your 2024 overview around possession. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have to give? What do you have to offer? What do you have that's valuable? This could include what's internal and it can include what's external. It can include what you possess in your self-possession, your dignity, your confidence, your self-love. It could include your possessions, your material items, your money. 
It could include your lack and a sense of scarcity or need or desire. As we move into Capricorn season, there's a feeling of concentration on what you have and maybe on what you don't have. The second day of Capricorn season, uh, the 22nd of December, we have the inferior conjunction or Kazemi of Mercury and the Sun right at the first degree of Capricorn. Mercury is retrograde as Capricorn season begins. And right after this Kazemi, uh, Mercury will retrograde back into Sagittarius. And it will station direct in Sagittarius on the first day of the new year. And beginning 2024 in this way, with Mercury retrograde stationing direct in your sign, is significant. We are going to begin and end the year with Mercury retrogrades in Sagittarius. Um, and for you, what I would imagine is that this implies a significant restructuring kind of year. I talked in your overview reading about this being a year where communication is a main theme and big highlight. And Mercury's retrogrades in the fire signs and two retrogrades actually in your sign, one at, right at the beginning and right at the end of the year, uh, really convey this along with a couple of other things that are going on that I will talk about in Aquarius season. So... At the solstice, there's this feeling of concentration, possession, what you have and what you don't have. And this feels deeply personal to me. It feels like you're in a moment of really needing to retrieve and reclaim um, some important self-concepts and points of self-awareness about who you are and what you want and what your communication needs are and where you need to look and where you need to look for, excuse me, the information that you're that you are seeking when it comes to what you have or what you need or what you don't have or what you want, you need to go deeper. You need to look inside. There's some kind of self-examination that is coming up that feels important and it feels strong as we enter into Capricorn season. There was a full moon on December 26th. That is the day after the holiday that some people celebrate called Christmas. This is a full moon that resonates very deeply in your chart with family patterns. And it may have uh, illuminated some themes that took you or can take you all the way back to childhood. In your overview, I gave you a somatic meditation to work with, a heart-sensing inner child uh, meditation. And I'm going to repeat it now because in Capricorn season and uh, moving through the year, it's important that you continue to tune in with your heart. And you can tune in with your heart by taking your hands over your heart and breathing into your heart and imagining that your hands can actually touch your heart or feel your heart or sense your heart. You can move your hands, you can massage your chest, you can do tapping over your sternum, uh, lots of different ways that you might feel a relationship or connection between your hands and your heart. And then there's an invitation to send a smile into your heart and some gratitude to your heart for being a heart, for doing the job of pumping your blood, 
And you might consider imagining that you are smiling to yourself as a young child, as a child five years of age or, or younger, and that you are smiling to yourself as a young child and to their heart, communicating and connecting with the goodness of yourself as a young child. Now, I hope, since we're recording this for you from the past, uh, I hope that your holidays, uh, if you do feel that time of the year as a holiday, or I hope that your end of December, um, gave you opportunities to express gentleness to yourself and to feel some healing and integration in your own relationship to your inner child and to the parts of yourself that are childlike no matter how old you are. And so that includes the parts of yourself that are vulnerable, that are uh, unknowing, that are reactive, that are potentially childish, and also the parts of you that are just tender and sweet and innocent and, you know, maybe don't always, whatever. It's like we are all children on this earth, right? It's a confusing place to be. We don't have a lot of control. Even when we think we have some control, we usually don't have a lot of control. And all kinds of things can make us feel out of control. And I'm going to guess that some of you had a moment or three over the end of December that probably could have used some heart hugging. I'm also going to guess that many of you at this point are well practiced in tending these kinds of sensations and these kinds of experiences because this is also a period of time that is invoking your own process of healing and your own awareness of how the inner child wound patterns that we carry in our lives are frequently, I'm guessing pretty much most of the time, also intergenerational and interrelational wound patterns. Uh, so many of us are carrying around really very real hurts uh, from our childhood and from our early lives where we were hurt or we were harmed by other people who had been hurt and harmed. And when we can hold the context of all of that, the pain can become uh, softer. It doesn't have to be so sharp. We might be able to find forgiveness for the perpetrators of harm that we experience. We might be able to uh, experience forgiveness for ourselves. And so I think that a lot of you, you know, what might have come up around this period of time it's not the first time that it's come up. It's not new material. It's familiar material. And you have been in a process now, at least for the last couple of years, that has been very deeply about holding your heart and loving yourself and helping yourself grow and evolve through uh, experiences where your inner child feels freaked out and you're learning to you know, be your own best parent. The end of December continues to resonate with a lot of themes around self-growth. These are themes that feel exciting in some moments, exhilarating and full of potential, and in other moments feel a little bit confusing. By the end of December, 
we have reached uh, some kind of moment of readiness or preparation is what it feels like to me as your ruling planet Jupiter stations direct on December 30th. It's stationing direct in the sign of Taurus, your solar sixth house. This is a place in your chart that speaks very clearly to the mundane reality of your life, your responsibilities, your duties, your chores, your health, um, the health of your environments and relationships, uh, your labor, your work, your jobs, and the ways that you feel yourself in service to fill in the blank. Something, someone, others, everything. As Jupiter is stationing direct in this part of your chart, there is a growing coherence around how you are needing to move forward in some very practical and fundamental ways um, over the next couple of months. Now, some of you, some information is landing about your health and your well-being. There uh, feel to me to be a lot of Sagittarians that are making some important New Year's resolutions as we head into 2024. Uh, you might be trying some new kinds of programs. There might be awareness around ways that you need to care for your body, heart, mind, spirit, being, relationships, methods, strategies, philosophies for increasing a state of wellness in certain parts of your life. And this could certainly also include uh, methods, strategies, and philosophies for increasing success or efficiency or productivity or things like that. It feels like a lot of you are looking at improvements of some kind. Now, on January 1st, as I mentioned a while ago, Mercury is stationing direct in your sign and Sagittarius. So if you're a person who has late Sagittarius placements, like in the last 10 degrees of Sag, um, definitely pay attention to this Mercury uh, stationing direct. This has been an important Mercury retrograde for you, as will the one at the end of the year be. And something is landing for you as we move into 2024 around your motivations, is my feeling. Motivation is a very important and fundamental sensation. Uh, motivation is energy at its core. There is usually some kind of desire inside of motivation. And by the end of the first week of January, um, a lot of you are really empowered feeling. I think there's a kind of clarity or growing clarity um, in your overview reading. I talked about a, a sense of values that you're working with. Um, and again, this theme of possession. And it feels to me that as we move into uh, January and as, as we get into the month, that there is more and more groundedness in your being clarity in your countenance, directionality, motivation, desire, you are moving in some kind of direction. And I think that you feel steady, you feel strong, some of you feel determined, you're committed. 
If you enjoyed this season ahead reading and found it supportive, make sure to purchase and download your 2024 year ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sign, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting the challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and the future, and providing a larger context than my monthly readings can get into. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. January 11th, we have a new moon in Capricorn. This is a great new moon for you to be really working with this idea of possession. Um, This is a new moon that you can definitely orient towards in any kind of new moon ritual or ceremony that you might do towards manifestation. But I will repeat what I talked about in your overview. Um, You really want to make sure that you are manifesting from the place of your deepest intention and clarification of your values. And so around this new moon, you are really driven. It feels like you have a lot of power and a lot of capacity to manifest, to magnetize resource, to go after what it is that you want. But what you want needs to be clarified. And over the course of the rest of Capricorn season, leading to Aquarius season on January 20th, it feels to me like a little bit of a testing moment around the integrity of your desire and your motivation. And in the overview, I talked to you about needing to transform distorted values that perpetuate and proliferate oppression. Distorted values can come through as insecurities. And so you would want to be very aware during this time that you are not trying to increase or gain or go after uh, anything because of some feeling that you inherently are lacking. Now, this is different than not having enough of something that you need, right? So if you need more potatoes to make your mashed potatoes, and you're like, I got to get to the potato farm to get my potatoes, and you are clear and you are decisive, go get those potatoes, right? We want you to make the mashed potatoes. But if your feeling is like, if I don't get potatoes to make mashed potatoes, then I am a terrible person, then we have a problem, Or if your feeling is like, I need to go buy all of the potatoes in the store so nobody else can make mashed potatoes because I want to be the only person with mashed potatoes, then we have a problem. We have a distortion of values. We have you coming from a place of insecurity, from competition, from hoarding, from, you know, comparison. This is not good for you. This is not healthy for you. If you're in a place where you are striving to meet the metrics of success that have been set forth by supremacy culture and by the institutions of oppression as they move through literally like all realms of our lives, 
So if you're trying to, um, let's say, make another $40,000 so that you can have a Tesla so that, you know, when you roll up to the company party, everybody's going to, I don't know, you know, it's like, if, if your values are promoting suffering for yourself or for anyone else, you want to check in with them. Because my feeling is that you need to be investing your time, energy, attention, and money and in any other kinds of material resources, you need to be investing right now in what will serve the whole, be in service to the greater good. And that includes you. So this doesn't mean like, oh, you have to have completely altruistic values and be a martyr and not want anything for yourself. You can want comfort for yourself. You want stability. You can want success. You can want achievement. But what are you going to bring through that? And is this about you giving your most generous and authentic gifts and really coming from a place of happiness that will then pervade into the world and be of service and in support to others in their most generous and authentic gifts and happiness and the generosity and the gift and the happiness of the earth? If so, excellent, right? You can manifest. This is a time of great abundance. But if you are working from a place of distorted values, you're, 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 uh, it's like we need to get out of the metric of whether or not there's like quote unquote success here. You might get the thing that you're trying to get, but it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to feel good when you receive it. It's not going to feel satisfying. It's going to end up, you know, it's like, there are billionaires out there who are f afraid of not having enough money. A lot of people, the more they get what they think that they want when they're coming from a place of distorted values, the more they want. Hungry, 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 unsatiable hunger. Your work right now in Capricorn season is to practice being with enoughness. And sometimes there's not enough. And so we need to go out and we need to get it. Sometimes we need to strategize. Sometimes we need to fight uh, what, you know, uh, uh, creates scarcity. But where are you coming from? Where are you coming from with this? Now, the reason why I'm going on and on and on is because on January 20th, the sun comes into conjunction with Pluto. And Pluto, uh, this solar conjunction with Pluto will be at the very last degree and last arc minute of Capricorn. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. And so when you listen to the overview and you hear me talking about this 15-year cycle, that's what I'm talking about. And... This is the last year in 2024. This is the last year that the sun will have a conjunction with Pluto uh, since 2008. Pluto is moving into Aquarius this year. In fact, on the first day of Aquarius season, uh, Pluto will ingress Aquarius with the sun. Pluto will retrograde back into Capricorn later in the year 
from September 1st through November 19th. It will come back to the same degree it is uh, throughout the course of Capricorn season at the beginning of 2024. This is the last degree of the sign. This is a degree that uh, a lot of astrology books, you'll read about it, it's called the anoretic degree, and they'll say it's afflicted. <laughs> it's a very challenging point because it's like the test. And tests are not meant to be easy. So we are getting tested on the integrity of what we have learned throughout this cycle. And Pluto as an actor, as an archetypal actor, is an actor of power. And that includes the misuse of power. That includes uh, fear and terror and enmeshment and entanglement and manipulation that happens with and around power. It includes the things where power really resonate, resonates. So that includes sex, death, money, and violence. Um, and it also includes the power of transformation. And so here we want to think about maybe true power. I don't know if money is true power. You know, it's one form of power on earth right now, but can't take money with you when you die. And the power that somebody has if they are wealthy is very different than the power someone has if they are not as afraid to die. Very, very different forms of power. We're all going to die. Not all of us will have a lot of money. It is natural for human beings to be scared of death. People who are really scared of death are often people who are hoarding and greedy and violent about what they're hoarding. People who are unafraid of death are often people who are very happy, who live lives where they express themselves authentically. They don't hold back their love. They don't hold back their truth. They make choices that are in alignment with their own integrity and sense of higher self because they're not afraid to die. And when we're not afraid to die, we can't be manipulated by, uh, you know, bad actors who would seek to terrorize us with fears of our own irrelevance or inadequacy or fears of violence and death. I'm saying those words, holding the weight of them as I'm recording this on January 2nd, 2024. Those words have a lot of meaning that can ripple out in many, many different directions. And so when it comes to you, I'm going to say that Pluto is transiting your solar second house. This is the place of possession. This is the place of what you possess. You possess your body, you possess your spirit, your skills, your talents, you possess all of your experiences. And that means all that you have learned and all the ways that you have cultivated your own resilience. You possess whatever you possess materially. How you use what you have and how you orient to what you have is what's in question right now. And so as the sun comes into contact with Pluto, and Pluto has now spent 15 years in the sign of Capricorn, Capricorn as an energy resonates with dominant power in the world, with what has been built by dominant power, 
through time, through history. Capricorn resonates with governance and authority and patriarchy. Capricorn resonates uh, with archetypes of success metrics. Capricorn also resonates with deep, deep earth wisdom, with ancestral wisdom, with the power of integrity and the power of one's word and commitment. It resonates also with foresight and wisdom. So as we move through Capricorn season and in the month of January, when you hear this, uh, I'll be releasing this horoscope around the new moon. I hope that it lands for you in a way that helps you meditate on what you possess and really helps you feel into the power of what you possess. Because what you have can be used you are using it all the time. You're always using your body, right? You're always using your breath, your energy. You're using your money. You're using your possessions. You're using your social standing. You're using your wisdom. You're using your experience. What you have can be used. What means are you using what you have towards? And what are you trying to get right now? Because a lot of you are focused on what you need and what you want. Many of you are also focused on what you have. What are you valuing? Value what will truly sustain you. Seek to collect and accumulate that which can be shared. and cultivate an abundance of self-love. This practice around directing love into your own being will be an important piece of manifesting what it is that you are trying to um, bring into your life. And especially for those of you that are trying to bring in new relational experiences and new social experiences, your capacity to be steady and present with your own self-love will do way more for you than anything material when it comes to getting the kind of love that you want and need. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead. Thank you.